0: Let's bring this one down a little. We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our fame together, though. Lock your doors, bolt your windows, and turn off the lights. Welcome to Michael Myers' Minute. Where we delve into the 1978 horror classic Halloween. One minute, editor? I'm your host, Robert Black. Minute 60 begins in Bob's father's van. The one with the California plates. Parked in front of the Wallace house. Linda. Ali. Now, she said totally, but the movies by minute system, you know, cut her off right there. It's her trademark. Even though... See, I've read the novelization, so I know that she was only saying totally that month. You know, October. She was basically done with it. If she hadn't, you know, died. Oh, spoilers. No worries, only a few more minutes. She doesn't have long for this world. Anyway, Linda says totally. Exterior, Wallace House. Second four. Bob opens his door, walks around, and opens Linda's. Second, nine. The script says... And together they fall out onto the ground. It's not quite how it goes. But we have an IMDb goof, so let's get to that. At around 59 minutes, when Bob and Linda get out of the van and go into the house, they clearly leave the passenger side door open. The next time we see the van, the door is closed. I don't even know what my notes say yet, but so? It's not a fucking goof. There's other people on the planet. There's some Michael Myers on this planet. You think he just leaves doors open? That's suspicious. That's how you draw attention to a situation. You close that shit. Let's get to the notes. The next time we see the van is minute 63. When Lori looks out the window over at the Doyle house, you cannot see the van well enough to tell if the door is open or not. Then we see it again from the Doyle side of the street when Lori heads over in minute 71 and minute 72. As Lori crosses the street, we see that yes, now, 12 minutes after Linda and Bob arrived, in movie time, not necessarily in real time, Or, in universe time. Let me repeat that. Twelve minutes after Linda and Bob arrived in movie screen time, not necessarily in universe time, the door is shut. No possible way that Michael might have closed it, or in the time covered by the cutaway in minute 61 to Laurie and the kids, or the cut in minute 63, Lori looking out the window to Linda and Bob at the of the Wallace's bed. Maybe Bob remembered to go out there at some point. He must have gone back out to the van to bring in their beers. Since he wasn't carrying any when he carried Linda from the van. Second 17. Bob picks Linda up and carries her up to the front door. He doesn't carry any of their beer. Just noting that again. Linda. Bob, put me down. Put me down. This is totally silly. Put me down. Linda squirms in Bob's arms, second 27, as he sets her down. Her foot hits the front door, and it swings open. Interior, Wallace House, night. Linda and Bob both stop. Linda, hey, it's totally dark. Bob, yeah. Linda, hey, Annie, Annie, we're here. Bob and Linda enter the house. The living room is empty. The lights are off. Bob, I wonder where they went. Linda, oh, Annie probably took Lindsay out or something. Linda turns on the lamp by the mirror to the left. Bob turns on the lamp by the couch. Linda, hey, let's look for a note. Bob grabs Linda. Bob, let's don't. Interestingly, in the novelization, this last exchange is reversed. Maybe they're upstairs. Lindsay's asleep and Annie and Paul are up there already, Linda speculated. Bob turned on a light. I don't know. I don't want to be surprised in the middle of, well, in the middle. Let's look for a note. Let's don't, Linda said, turning the light off and sliding into his arms. He pressed his mouth to hers and her lips parted. Her tongue entwined his as her body melted against his powerful torso. Remember I pointed out last time that he was a a pitcher and a running back. And a valedictorian, so that helps. He slid his hands over her back and clasped her bust her <laughs> let's not mess that one up. He slid his hands over her back and clasped her buttocks, practically lifting her off the floor. Now, she murmured, shall we continue plan A? I guess, he said, leading her to the couch. I just wish I could be sure about Annie and Paul. He went to the foot of the stairs and observed a light on under the door of the master bedroom. A faint creak came from there. He stood, indecisively looking up. Now, I went a little past the exchange because that one detail bugs me. From the foot of the stairs, they can see the light under the door to the master bedroom. I believe this comes up again when Laurier comes in the house. Um, You can't even see the door from the bottom of the stairs. Even if it were in line with the stairs, you wouldn't see the crack under the door from the bottom of the stairs because the angle wouldn't work. It's not like the stairs go right up to the door. So it's weird writing. Weird writing in a Halloween novel. Huh. Shocker. They embrace. Bob pulls Linda over and down onto the couch. They kiss. And the minute ends. But how about some more from the novelization? And this is where it gets good, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe insert a little Barry White here. I can easily feel myself slipping Linda came up behind him and put her arms around him. What is that accent? Going all southern. I guess, well, let's give it a shot. Linda came up behind him and put her arms around him. Bob, the only thing you have to worry about is getting up for the occasion. Well, that was explicit. <laughs> I actually didn't expect that, and i copied and pasted this into my notes. Okay, it's never been a problem before, and it shouldn't be now. He took her by the hand, and they lay down on the couch. Linda's body arched up at once, as if the seat of the couch was molten metal. She urged her breasts and pelvis at her lover, and he took them avidly. Oh my god, it sounds like a teenager wrote this. Or is that how, like, romance novels are written? I've never written one. I never really got off on, you know, writing, or reading, rather. More of a visual... I was going to say visual learner, but that's not learning. Let's continue. Where were we? Uh, he took them avidly, blah, 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 yada yada yada, <laughs> Pushing her sweater up to her neck and covering her breasts and belly with kisses. Her nipples contracted into hard nuggets under the flicking of his warm tongue. And his hand caressed her belly lovingly his fingers gliding beneath the tops of her jeans. I'm not sure when the jeans had multiple tops. And under the silky smoothness of her bikini panties, his fingers undid the top snap of the jeans and artfully slid the zipper down, his hand coming to rest on the silky crotch of her pants. She moaned and strained her body upward to receive his caresses. In the shadow of the kitchen door, he watched them. His breathing was heavy, but the noise of their excitement subdued the sound of his own. That is not how you use the word subdued. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's continue. After that incredible moment of thrill. Incredible moment of thrill? Oh my god. Who wrote this? Was this like the, the novel... and hmm. After that incredible moment of thrill as he plunged the blade into the dark... Oh, we're in him. Nice. Okay. I'm sorry, I, was, I, was, I thought it was... I was going to say I thought it was still sexual, but it totally is. Totally. totally. After the incredible moment of thrill as he plunged the blade into the dark at girl's abdomen... Remember in the uh, novelization he stabbed her in the stomach, he doesn't slit her throat. ...and slit her stomach open to the ribs. He had come down to a state of euphoric calm. For a while he had thought that the lust was permanently discharged and the voice quieted. That was how it had been then, with Judy. But then he had been six years old. Now it was different. The sight of the couple on the couch had brought new stirring in his body, and the voice was whispering to him once more. He knew this night was not over. Dun-dun-dun! you know, cliffhanger. Ooh. Really, though? My problem. So I'm reading this, and I'm already saying, you know, it sounds like it's some written by some 12-year-old, or some, this sounds weird, someone writing for a 12-year-old? And when it's like, (laughs) that was how it had been then with Judy. But then he had been six years old. Now it was different. He had hair in places that he didn't have hair before. It was going to be something about puberty. (sighs) These things. What's the point? I've rarely ever. I'm trying to control my phrasing so it's not to. I've rarely ever gotten off to writing. You know? Like, his hand caressed her belly lovingly. Is someone really getting excited reading that? Or do they just want to get to that part where Michael's watching? Is someone reading this novel that hasn't seen the film? Is it supposed to be sexually arousing? I mean, in the movie, yeah, arguably. That's the point. In a slasher film, you have this thing where, like, you want the audience to be aroused. You want them to be titillated. You want them to be excited. And to be excited, maybe in the wrong direction. Give them the up before you pull them down kind of thing. I don't know. It's weird. In the novelization after this, that's when Laurie calls and Linda only answers after Annie does not answer it from upstairs. Linda and Bob aren't actually sure yet that they're alone. Also, I suggested way back in Minute 3 that the Wallace living room seems to be a deliberate echo of the Myers living room. At this point in her commentary, Deborah Hill confirms as much. That is all for Minute 60. Michael Myers Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. You can stalk me on Twitter and Facebook at MyersMinute or Instagram, MichaelMyersMinute. Or join the Facebook listeners group, 45 Lampton Lane. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave a nice review if you like what you hear. If you don't like what you hear, I don't know, listen to something else. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> if you really like what you hear or you want to you know, help me make it be a little better, incentivize me and whatnot, you can help me out by joining the Thorn Cult and donating. Through Patreon at patreoncom slash Minute. Until next time. See you later. Bye bye. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? He knew this night was not over. Dun dun dun. You should know that I've recorded that reading like three different times, three different ways, and. I can't help but do the dun 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 thing at the end. It just, it just feels like that, you know. Like that's the end. It's not. I don't even think it's the end of the chapter, <laughs> but for me, you know, it's the end of the minute. You knew this night was not over. Dun dun. You know, it's, I can't. I, <laughs> Maybe they're upstairs already. Lindy's little babo de bash. What was that? What was, what was that? that? Set this